So Felix, I gotta say with this episode, this is the first one, I know we're only four in, but this is the first food where I'm like, let's fucking go, because potato salad is the shit. You weren't down with the red wieners? Again, it's the um, mysterious, like, texture guy, and I thought I wasn't, but it's that fake color, and it just, it looks too smooth to be consumed. For meat, shouldn't be that smooth, (laughs) except for some lunch meat. We should right. go back and I can edit that in. All right, this is. <laughs> I I think this might be a uh, the first a uh, mutual respect for uh for the food in this episode. Potato salad. This this is one of those things where if you break it down, right? I feel like the ingredients themselves either are just bad or are not exceptional. Like, I like potatoes. I don't love potatoes. I don't know many people who love potatoes. It's fine. You know, for me, it's like, you know, it's a side. It's okay. Mayo is not really that good. The spices are what they are. And some people put other kinds of vegetables in there. Sometimes you get, like, celery. I guess you could do carrots or something. But I've mostly seen celery and potato salad. And sometimes you get, like, bacon bits, if you're lucky. If the gods smile upon you that particular day. I'm like a snob when it comes to bacon bits. I can't do like the out of a plastic container bacon bits. I need real bacon bits. You need to cook that shit up, chop it up, and then put it in my potato salad. You've made your own bacon bits before? Yeah. When's your uh, Michelin star restaurant <laughs> open it up? Uh, it's, it was actually uh, yesterday. You missed it. <sighs> we all wore masks it. and then Damn threw them on man. the ground. Um... Some friend. (laughs) Anyway, these somewhat mediocre ingredients, when they're put together, they really make the whole thing pop. But it has to be a side dish. It can't be the featured course. I think that's kind of a given, though, isn't it? No, I mean, for me, like, I could just eat potato salad because it's carbs. And if you know me, I love my carbs. And potatoes potatoes are probably, like, third on my all-time my all-time carb list and so like i could just eat potato salad what do you have rice is one what's two wow jim that's bread (laughs) that's not cool that's not cool. oh come on oh my god (laughs) you're gonna sit here and play this shit with me listen i'm on record i'm on record yes i mean yeah that's no no you got it bread okay you see that's how you know we're friends you know my my carb all-time list all-time carb list and really right and i think the order i knew they were one and two i just kind of figured rice because it's probably more common for you to eat rice because i know certain kinds of bread you like i know you like that melon pond whenever we get to go to h mart mm-hmm. and we get that shit really any kind of bakery of good I, i'm da- i can get down with you know yeah it's pretty good you can put you so, can spin me around like blindfolded and then uh, set me loose in a bakery store and whatever I point at, I probably can eat up like five pounds of whatever I point at. I'd say that recently I've become aware of the, the different types of bread. Because I kind of have this thing with bread and pasta where the ingredients are the same, but you make it in different shapes. But I think that mostly with bread, maybe not as much with pasta, but I think there is a time and a place for certain types of bread. And, you know, with pasta, you have, like, certain kinds of sauces. Maybe certain cuts can hold. I say cuts, you know, when they cut the pasta from the, you know, the long tubes into slightly smaller tubes. 
<laughs> some types, like with ridges, for example, can hold like a red sauce, right? But yeah. bread, I do think it, there's it's a time and a place. So I think I'm coming around, man. Yeah, you should come over to my side, the carb yeah. side. So the dark side is the carb side. <laughs> yeah. So um, what did you find out about potato salad? So I I was really interested about what uh if there was a difference between Japanese potato salad versus like a Western style potato salad and I've had potato salad over there and obviously I've had potato salad over here also. Um, but when I really sat down and think like, think about it, I was just like, Hmm, do I really know the difference? So yeah, what I found, I'm just going to quickly read from chowhound.com. <laughs> Unlike Western or German-style potato salad, the Japanese version looks closer to roughly mashed potatoes. It's flavored with ample mayonnaise. Try the tangier, slightly sweeter Japanese Q-pie mayo for stellar results. Rice wine vinegar and studded with refreshing cucumber. Oh, no, we can stop there. No, no. That's something what? green, that's something green in my potato. What made you opt out? Oh. <laughs> There's something green in my potato salad. No, thank you. The cucumber made you up out. Yeah. <laughs> Does it mention ham or any sort of meat in there? It looked like there was ham in the potato salad we saw in this episode. Uh, there's also a bit of onion, which doesn't add color, but certainly a welcome kick to this creamy, tangy potato salad. Uh, and that's the end of the description. Yeah, huh. there's, there's nothing really... Probably will be later in this article, but you know me with reading. We just don't go together. <laughs> so... I'll probably what I tell you about talking down to yourself. Oh, you're right. Uh, I just I just don't like reading for extended periods of times. Okay. How about just okay. being? What What did you tell me about being honest with myself? How about that? Okay. All right. Okay. All right. I'll give you that. Okay. Right. Shall we get started? Yeah. No. Most deaf. Okay. Let's go. Welcome back to Itashai. So Felix, we're on episode four of the series, so we are chugging along quite nicely here. Mm -hmm. And this episode focuses on, as you know, potato salad. So some quick highlights from the episode. So we have a new customer come in. He seems to be a new regular, according to the master. Comes in, always orders two plates of potato salad. Some of the other patrons recognized him as a very famous porn star named Erect Oki. Oki, in this case, translating literally to Big Tree, which I thought was nice when I found that out. One of the patrons carries around a DVD of this guy, which begs the question, why are people still, one, watching porn DVDs and not just going online like everyone else, and why is he carrying it around? When was the first season? Was it 2011? I think it was in the teens, yeah. Yeah. When you think about it, right, when you say 2011, does that seem like a long, long ways away from, from now? It does, but not long ago enough as to suggest that someone would still, like, watch porn DVDs. <laughs> okay, all right, that's, good, uh, that's a good marker. Okay, all right, yeah. fair enough. All right, so a fellow customer, Yuichi Tanaka, begs him to be taken under his wing 
And he's like, you know what? People were making fun of me and I got to prove them wrong. So he semi-reluctantly, Oki takes Tanaka under his wing. So it seems to be going well. He's a pretty good student. He goes with Oki to one of Oki's port and shoots and he is just mesmerized by his prowess. So a few months pass and Tanaka has his debut the following day. But while they're eating, Tanaka gets a call about his mom. We find out that she had a stroke, but he refuses to go see her because his debut is tomorrow. But Oki says, no, 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 it doesn't matter. You, you need to go home to see your mom. So we get a flashback to about 20 years ago where Oki gets turned away from his sister's wedding. And we learn that he comes from a family of teachers. And the person who I believe is his mom in this flashback says, of all the careers you've chosen, why this one? So he's not on good terms with his family. So later on, we see Oki awaiting the start of his own shoot, and he gets a mysterious call from someone. We don't know who. After that, we see Tanaka going to the diner, and he tells Master that Oki went back home, and Tanaka can't get a hold of him on the phone. So I really, I really like the band walking down the street here. That was a really, really, really good touch. Loved it. And it starts the theme and is really cool. Kind of like breaking the fourth wall a little Mm -hmm. bit. You know, something in the show is something that is kind of only meant for us, which is pretty cool. So we see one of Tanaka's shoots and it just is all over the place. It's a mess and he gets kicked out of the shoot and it's, it's pretty rough. Earlier on, we see Oki. He comes in to the diner from the pouring rain and says that his mother has dementia. So we see what happens when he went back home. So she has no clue who he is. He comes in and his sister is tending to their mother. And his mother talks about her son and says, oh, my son's from Tokyo. He's really busy and he loves potato salad. So she asks her daughter to help her make some. So we see him eating the salad. And it's, it's, it's a really, really rough scene, but it's really touching. So Tanaka tells Oki that he went home to go see his own mother after she had the stroke. And he's really glad that he went to go see her. So Master gives him an order, gives Oki an order of the potato salad that he loves so much. And similar to episode three, as Oki's eating it, he says, Oh, Master, you know, this tastes really salty. The episode ends with Master saying, you know, I seem to tear up often lately. Perhaps I'm getting old. And then we get the to be continued. So quick note, I think he comments about, because this is something I want to ask you. I think yeah. he comments about the potato salad that his mom and sister made was the one that was salty. Huh, okay. So I want to ask you, do you think that was his tears or do you think it was his sister and or mother's? Huh, I didn't even think about that. So if, if that's what it was, because I thought it was... The potato salad in the diner but if it was the one when he went home probably his because i think it kind of fits in with the whole thing with master crying and there's a little bit of a theme of getting older right mm-hmm. we see yeah. oki he's had a strained relationship with his family for 20 years so he's older and master comments on how he seems to be tearing up recently because he's getting older as well so if i had to guess i'd probably say it was it was oki's okay I like to you? think I like to think it was the mother's. Okay. Maybe she had um. I I don't know what you call, it, but like a relapse or when you, she maybe has become aware in that moment and realized what she was doing and she was crying while she was making it and then she maybe went back to her like her current state. That's what I thought, and I kind of want to believe that. So that's what I'm going with because I think that would. Although sad is still pretty 
um, very nice way to tell a story. Yeah. And if it was indeed his mom sort of having a moment where she is able to regain her memory and she has an understanding of what's going on, that just adds an extra layer of oomph to this episode. Mm -hmm. It -hmm. makes it that much harder to watch. Yeah. So from the description, when I opened up Netflix, I was so ready for this to be funny. And when I finished, I, I, I couldn't remember why I thought it was going to be funny. And I think just the fact that he was a porn star. And then it got me thinking. I'm like, porn isn't isn't really funny. Like, I don't know what the hell I was thinking. Maybe the other three were, were a bit more, not serious, but maybe from the description, I just kind of felt like, oh, man, this is, it's going to be a bit more lighthearted. But for me, I think this was the heaviest one yet. No, I think I can agree with you on that. Uh, we're only on episode four. And the only one that comes close to this, I think, is uh, the Cat's Rice episode. So uh yeah yeah this one was super well done and i'm not gonna say anything about the pacing in this episode no i'm just kidding i'm gonna say something about (laughs) i think this is is gonna make it for like four for four um with me mentioning about it but i don't care um and uh just the way that time is conveyed and the way uh the transitioning to sadness it's always transitioning to sadness is, is what sticks out for me especially when they're talking in the front of the house when it's just the two of them and she's mentioning about her son that lives in tokyo and oh man yeah this was hard and i i think for me again going back to the description i just wasn't ready for it yeah and i ended up tearing up a little bit too like at the end i think it first really hit me when we saw the flashback of him going back home. Yeah. And he gets back in his car and his sister is standing out there in the rain. But of course, when he goes home in the present and he sees his mom and that, boy. I actually did mean to make a comment on your um, your thing about porn. And yeah. like I, to me, I, I, I can say that I, I can see where you may have thought it was funny because you had the added effect of uh, Tanaka. You know what I mean? Like he was just begging to become a porn star and like he was willing to to stay in like the bow pose for like years <laughs> until Oki accepted him. So on maybe a dirty ass diner floor. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you're you're, be- <laughs> you're becoming uh who is it? Codro? Uh Yeah. Yeah, you're becoming Codro with the <laughs> the rudeness to master. Uh, Slander in the put place. some respect on his name, but um, <laughs> yeah, like I I think maybe what I thought was it was gonna be like a funny mentorship of like this uh guy who can't is not really good in uh, bed, let alone on camera, just like learning the ropes, and maybe like that was the comedic effect that I thought was gonna um be the 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 main subject. Not this heavy stuff. <laughs> right. But uh, like the last thing I want to say is real quick is that the master didn't say much this episode to the characters. And I love that. You Usually it's him giving some advice, but it's he knows when to just speak with his actions rather than words. And I thought that was intentional by the writers. And I would like to emphasize that. And I really did appreciate that i think there wasn't a need for him to say much Mm -hmm. you know we think about the first three episodes and i think that 
the characters really needed some sort of guidance. Even Ryu in some way, you know, the master sort of, I don't want to say set him straight, but when he asked him to pay, remember that Junior Yakuza mm-hmm. when yeah. Ryu and Gen came and he got kicked out? Whether or not Ryu was going to pay, the master still made sure that he did. But when you look at the dynamic between Oki and Tanaka, I think that Oki pretty much gave Tanaka all the guidance that we saw him get this episode. And for Oki, he didn't really get any guidance. I mean, he underwent this horrible experience of seeing his mother who's suffering from dementia. And there's really nothing that you can say to that either. And I think that's also what adds to the emotional impact of this episode. There's no solution there. There's no resolution. What could you say that makes that better? Yeah. Uh, So going back to the idea of being a mentor, you you mentioned that Tanaka saw Oki and immediately just begs him to take him under his wing, for Oki to take Tanaka under his wing. That got me thinking a lot about mentors and role models and even just opportunities in general. And the thing that I really was thinking about after watching this episode was... If you happen to meet someone who is either at the top of their field or you perceive them to be at the top of their field, I feel like you kind of have to take that opportunity to learn from them, you know? And for Tanaka, it was strange because we meet him within the context of Oki being recognized in the diner. You know, we know nothing about Tanaka before this, and the only really clue that he had that, that we have is that he wants to prove people wrong that thought he wasn't going to amount to anything, people who made fun of him in the past. So I thought the the idea of him wanting to become a porn star was interesting. You know, we don't know if this is like a lifelong, or if this was a lifelong dream for him, or if he just said, hey, someone is really good at something. It could have been anything. It could have been underwater basket weaving, right? And he would have said, yes, I need to learn this so I can prove people wrong, because I think... Sometimes for people like him, if you get good at anything, that gives you the self-confidence that maybe you lacked or that you didn't have before at some point in your life. So I would love to know more about Tanaka's past and maybe what he wanted to do, any like dreams or aspirations that he may have had, you know? And I think Oki was an excellent mentor here from what we saw from this episode. Yeah. I uh, I I think that he was like Oki was definitely like a good mentor teacher, but it is interesting with Tanaka, right? I I have a problem with that though. I really do. Okay. <laughs> like, not like what with what you're saying, but I have a problem with him like begging somebody that strongly and embarrassing Oki and himself in that manner, all for the purpose of proving people wrong and. I, and this is and because what you just said that we don't have enough to go into Tana, like his reasoning behind all this, we are led to assume that it's something to do with his masculinity, right? That's the impression that I got. That's the same one I got. I okay. I just want to make sure we're on the same page with that. Yeah. I feel that like it seems like in this setting that like porn and being like the greatest lover is like one of the end-all be-alls to like (laughs) masculinity and this is like the crown of like you're the masculine king um with with that uh in with that regard so it i I would like of it 
for him to say that like oh i just really want to be important and i uh, admire your work and i would just want to be like you or surpass you like some anime shit right like an anime plot line like right. one day i'll i'll surpass you um but yeah it's <laughs> i i did it i did have a little bit of a problem with that let's hope and i have absolutely nothing to base this on and i'm gonna be the optimist here which is quite rare for this me, is but... i was just about to say this is pretty <laughs> rare yeah yeah maybe he's going to realize that he didn't need to be a porn star after all because it's what's on the inside that counts you know maybe there's <laughs> going to be something i highly doubt that but let's just maybe in pretend land we can say that because i do agree this is a very it's almost like if we're correct in his masculinity being threatened, which, I mean, we can both agree is like a ridiculous sort of concept, you know, to take offense to someone offending your manhood. I, I mean, it's ridiculous, yeah. I think. But if he's the kind of person who cares about this now, if he becomes a porn star and if he becomes a successful porn star, maybe once he's at the top of his game, he says, you know what? I didn't need that to be happy. He's sort of untethered from these gendered expectations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's just, that is the hopeful part. Let's go with that. And not that he's going to be some sort of a pig. All right, I'm going to ask you something real quick. You can give me advice on this. I shall answer. Because you, oh, wise one. Yes. Oh, wise Jim. Uh, yes. <laughs> I like that yeah, vibrato. I yeah, I, I, was just, I really do. You, you, man, you've been practicing, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Were you practicing for this podcast, that specific technique? I was going outside, and I'm like, if I can get my voice to vibrate there, once I got walls, that's it, baby. It's game you over. Went into, you went into the bamboo forest to train by the tranquil pond of... And screamed into nothingness. Yeah, <laughs> into the void. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, okay. I don't need to explain, right, like, why I think that's a problem with him thinking that the end-all, be-all, or, like, the way to prove his masculinity is to be the greatest porn star. Or at least be great in bed with women, or at least just with women in general. Because it seems like a bunch of people idolized Oki because with how many women he slept with. Well, you don't have to explain it to me, because I know you. You know, I think I'm, I don't really need to because that whole explanation and our conversation in general or any of our conversations on recording that matter, I don't think I need to explain any further. You can hit up, right. you can hit us up on Twitter if you would like to discuss. <laughs> there, that's my uh, way that I can sneak in a promotion. That's your plug right here. Yeah, there you go. One will come at the end too, so for our dear listeners, do not think you're out of the woods yet. Oh yeah, you, oh you are never out of the woods. And I know, I know. I get I get the logs. I get the data, the raw data of yeah. how long y'all listen to our episodes on average. Data doesn't lie, Felix. That's what they say. That's what they say. Numbers don't lie. Yes. Um and I know that y'all have been skipping out on housework. And Ooh. we know, so not, no no, not only do I. So does Jim. Oh. The both of us know. Listen. Listen. We must be good boys and girls and people, or we get no stew. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you don't want stew? Come on. 
I don't love stew. I assume the way way that you just like said stew. Ah, it just didn't. That tickled me wrong. Uh, Well. I, I'm not sorry that I said that or that I made you feel that way. <laughs> and that's, Is that okay? And that's why I love you. All right. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Do you have anything All else right. on your... No, that is it for me and mentors and role models. Do you have any mentors in life? Oh, boy. Um, uh, no. I have people that I, for some reason, and I... I, I can't be bothered to explain the difference because I don't know it myself. I would say that I have a couple role models, but not mentors. Because I, to me, a role model is someone who maybe lives their life in a certain way. You know, maybe you feel like they're very honorable or maybe they have a thirst for knowledge or something. And you say, hey, I really like the way that they live life. So maybe I want to try to do that too. A mentor for me is more of like a hands-on sort of a teacher or a coach. And I would say that right now I don't, I don't have that. Back in high school, you know, when running track and cross country, yeah. Because I felt like my coach was also a mentor because I felt like, you know, they, they helped me out in more, more ways than just trying to run fast and conserve energy. But I would say I have role models, you know. My dad, for sure. My mom, you know, a lot of friends, you know, you with certain things, you know. Oh, <laughs> sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you couldn't just let it rock. You couldn't, no, couldn't. just let. I couldn't. You couldn't just let the sincerity rock. You had to. You had to diffuse it. Okay. Yep. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm going to be the grown up in all this. I do have role models and mentors because you are one of them and our other friends, uh, one of our other really good friends. I also like, I look up to y'all in several aspects of, uh, of life. So there. Thank you. And compliment received response, not found. You may continue. (laughs) Oof. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I I was kind of quoting Futurama. I watched the episode today where, uh, Bender becomes, Coilette, the spunky maid from the Grand Duchy of (laughs) Robonia to compete in the Olympics. And he goes on the late night talk show uh, and the robot talk show host when he's interviewing, I think it's Coilette and then Calculon. He goes, anecdote received, snappy comeback not found. (laughs) It's such a good show. It's a great show. It's such a good show. Yeah, Uh, man. How about you? What's, what's, uh, what are you thinking about this episode? That... I actually thought a lot about that because that, again, that was the meat of the episode. Um, But going a little bit more into personal life versus family life. And I, and we've had discussions. I'm going to be, how do you say, frank with y'all, like our listeners. Jim and I have talked about in the past and like with the direction that we wanted to take this podcast about like, oh, do we want to how do we want to frame our discussions, right? We don't want to be a motivational podcast. We don't want to be too preachy, right, Jim? Like, that's, like, safe to say. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, I didn't want to speak too much for the both of us. Um, no, but... my self-up tapes are a totally separate thing yeah, yeah, it's that a I self... plug from time to time, but yeah. that's not what he pays, we set he out pays to me. do. He pays me yes. out of his pocket. Um, <laughs> out of pocket. Insurance out of... does not cover. Uh, and 
so I I was I'm gonna tread lightly with this, but real quickly with relating the whole thing with uh, how Tanaka like when but right before his first shoot, his mom had a stroke and she was saying wasn't a big deal or like whoever he was talking to wasn't a big deal and he was like oh okay that's fine and he was relieved that he was still able to do the shoot and oki did not that did not sit well with him as we find out because of the stuff that's going on with his mom and like just his family and his family history and growing up for me i tried to separate myself not really actively try to separate myself from my family life like because with i have a brother i have a niece and nephew um and uh i would try to if there was something else going on like hang out with friends or just like going to the movies with friends like especially when i was in college and they would invite me back home i would ignore them not ignore them make excuses or something like that and to this day like that's something i regret and i that hit home for me it's, it's like the, this whole issue with with being selfish in that regard and like when you realize that maybe I should start being more with my family or making time with them it might be too late and that's how it is with me like so I'm actually like you know my parents are getting up there in age my niece and nephew are growing before my eyes like my nephew's already taller than me he's he can he has he can drive now which is crazy again not trying to be too preachy but I think it's important to no matter how old you are is is to just take a step back and like realize the thing that you might be giving up for like family time or like with your loved ones rather let's just say loved ones because everybody else's situation is different your loved ones or the people closest to you just process like is it really worth not spending time with them because you never know when it's going to be too late so i will that's my uh cliche limit for this episode so you know, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I think just a quick text or a call and just to say, hey, what's up? Hope you're doing well. You know, that really can make someone's day. Like you said, if it's a loved one, if it's someone very close to you, anyone who you feel like, hey, you could maybe just reach out. I think that's always a good thing to do. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Something else I noticed about this episode was in the beginning when they first recognize Oki, he seems a little bit... and. This is where I'm confused because I couldn't tell if he was embarrassed or if he is or was, is, whatever, just a private person, you know? And I really, I couldn't decide. I thought about it the entire episode. I watched it again and I was no further in my thought process. What did you think about that? When I was watching, my initial impression was like, oh, did something happen in the industry like did he like have like a weird like uh uh falling out with somebody or like there's a big scandal that made him leave the industry or something because i was like oh that's why he's trying to lay low and that's probably why he's in this small diner but when it it never really came it it, about i think it might have just been tied to the whole thing with the history with his family and his mother specifically and how she was embarrassed by the work, um, the career that he chose. So you think it might have just been sort of a safeguard in place to all outsiders because of how his family felt about it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I like that theory. Because if if you think about it, if they were hypothetically walking together, like him and his mom, like Oki and his mom, 
it down the streets of Shinjuku or anywhere else in Tokyo, rather. And a bunch of dudes like see them and it's like see him and just like, oh man, you're erect Oki, like Mr. Erect Oki. Oh my God, can you sign my penis? Like, like all that's like <laughs> shit. Um, and like, as people tend of, to ask, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, like it's that might, that might like, uh, might have like happened in some some capacity so yeah yeah that, that's we don't know that's what that would be my best guess yeah yeah i really had no idea but let's go with that yeah all right dude well i think uh i think i'm good you have anything else no no that's it uh shall we go into some housework we shall and please just listen you know i usually wait until like he's halfway through to beg i'm just gonna beg right now because I don't care, you know, shame is a social construct. Uh, Just listen, please. (laughs) I love you. I love you all. Listen, (laughs) please. (laughs) As as they have their finger just like approaching, approaching the, uh, the stop button and delete um, and the one star on uh, Uh, Apple podcast. (laughs) Okay. No, we love y'all. So please follow us on Twitter. Uh, We're at at Irashai pod. Um, That's where you can ask us questions or comments um speaking of which we have a couple that we can quickly shout out if you don't mind jim let's do it baby we have lee prep at lee prep I, I sorry if i butchered um they've been reaching out a lot and just been having some really cool insight on the show and anything else we've talked about especially our um richard gear movies and <laughs> i totally forgot about this scene from like the it was like early season of simpsons where they did a parody of an officer and a gentleman, which is the Richard Gere movie you were bringing up, where he was that a is sailor. The one. Okay. So, the, um, yeah. So, thank you, and and uh, they've been showing us love, and uh, thank, thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Appreciate uh, it. So, from there, you can follow the lead of Lee Prep um, by sharing and reviewing uh, on Apple Podcasts. Please, <laughs> please please uh th- we have no real way to promote our show just yet um we have we may have some news coming in the future about that but right now reviews on and shares are the best way to get our name out there so um and our show is a really good avenue to get your friends who may be on the fence about watching the show to get uh uh into the show and discuss with them and like follow along with us so yeah check it out um our website still under construction i'm lazy sorry uh and our youtube channel is also in the works i already got everything set up i'm going to be launching probably by the time this airs so look out for that uh and last but not least uh we have a patreon so follow the donate link on your uh podcast uh app and on it'll lead you straight to us especially on the uh captivate player and it's only a dollar we know everybody's going through hard times right now and uh and some of you may have like a billion streaming services anyway but th- we're not trying to make up money out here we're just trying to cover some uh, like some of the overhead going into this it's this is really a passion project for us right now i'd and say we're only marginally worse than spotify premium <laughs> just we're we are a shade under spotify <laughs> premium let's be honest yeah right yeah sure all right uh and speaking of which we have a our first patreon supporter so shout outs to ryan thank you so much for supporting the diner um, thank gonna, you ryan i'm gonna brush up that little speech right there but 
thank you thank you so much and that was good man supporting the diner supporting the diner yeah keep yeah. it let's yeah, keep okay. it got it got it and right. i will stop and i will set y'all free from housework jim close up shop go in peace my children this was episode four of Ida shy we hope you enjoyed thank you so much for listening this is jim this is felix our arms are outstretched and we'll see you soon amen Thank <laughs> you.